This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <whistles> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Ah, fucking hell. Podcast. Welcome to the new podcast. We've been podcasting now for quite some time. (laughs) You tart. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now Watford are on the counter-attack. Forestieri. You're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Justin. I'm not Carl. And I'm Peter. Ah, there we go. That explains that. <laughs> and joining us for the opposition view this time round is Matt from the New York Talk podcast. Hello. Welcome back. Nice to see you again. I'm glad to be back. It's weird we're playing each other in consecutive seasons. It seems like something's broken. The world's broken somehow. But it's <laughs> nice to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry. We've been doing our bit, and and when we when we spoke to you last season, at one stage everything was going well, everything went yeah, a little bit revert to type. We had a crashing down the table and finished in and around mid table, which is below our expectations. How did the end of the season finish for you? How did it roll into pre season transfer window, and how's everything feeling at the moment at the New York? So last year ended well, very well. We even had a game at the end of the season where nothing mattered, and that is a surreal <laughs> experience for us. Uh, that doesn't happen. We had the third attempt, uh, what would be the fourth attempt, we stayed up in the championship. So to get that monkey off the back was such a relief to finally stay up. Matt Taylor did a great job in, we liked a bit of consistency, but if you're going to finish fifth bottom at the end of the season, you're going to, you're going to like that consistency. Yeah. But we did about just about enough. I think we're six points clear of the relegation zone on the magic 50 points. We ticked all the boxes we wanted to tick, really. So I think that's put it, uh, we, that's, uh, we ended up with a massive positivity. Obviously, the loanies went back and then the preseason started. Again, a good bit of positivity. The, we brought in experienced players. Sean Morrison re signed, Grant Hall re signed, brought in Cafu from, from Nottingham Forest. We've got these real proper championship players. They've got their injury issues. Which has reared its ugly head, but there are they are good players at this level. Mm-hmm. Uh, we even we even spent some money. We broke a transfer record twice in the transfer window. Yes, the start of these was pretty good. The first uh, four of the first five games we were pretty good. It's pretty tough at the minute. There is a lot of negativity at the club right now. We lost last week Sheffield Wednesday, our closest rivals, in a pathetic performance, and that that's the general fan consensus. It was very poor. We're 
Picked managed pick with draw against QPR with a slightly better performance, but we're all a bit down at the minute since the since pre the first international break, the second one. We, we're, we're in four points adrift as it stands at the minute. It's we're struggling for positivity at the minute, which is not like us to be honest. <laughs> so, who is the negativity aimed towards, or is it just a kind of a general malaise? Is, is it towards the owner? Is Taylor has he gone past his honeymoon period? Where are the fans' yeah, think, voices? Yeah. yeah. It is Taylor. He kept up last season, so he deserves all the credit in the world for that. But the issue we had with Taylor last season that we all thought he's working with somebody else's players. There was no real system. There was no real sort of identity. But you can, I can excuse that because he had to bring in eight new signs in January and, and he weren't his players. That's fine. And, mm-hmm. But then this season, there was still no real identity. The Rotherham teams in history have been uh, the good ones, have been the ones that make life really difficult the opposition. Get in the face, there's really high press, just the, just the energy about them. And we're not really seeing that, like I said, the Sheffield Wednesday game and then Huddersfield, uh, Millwall away a couple of weeks ago as well. We just basically didn't turn up. And if the opposition fancied it, we could have lost four and five nil. We have been brilliant. And this, then this is the frustration against Norwich. We beat Norwich in August when they took wood five in a row. Yeah. And we were brilliant. We took, not, we took Norwich to, to part apart. It, it was so good. And then we lost to Huddersfield. We lost to Millwall. <laughs> we lost to somebody else in the lower half of the table. Wow. It's a, it's a really odd situation because he's, he's like I mentioned, all these players have brought in. We were all really positive in August, thinking, like, well, this, this is Matt Till's got a chance to build upon it and last season. And we've just, it feels right now we've gone backwards. He might turn it around, but I, he, he's under huge pressure at the minute. He's under a lot of pressure to get some performances. But we, I said, we drew with QPR at the weekend, but it still wasn't a very good performance against an average at best QPR side at the minute. So he is coming under pressure to to perform. If, if we drew one one and played quite well, I think it would have appeased quite a lot of fans. It was a pretty tame and dull one one, which is a bit of a us this season. Dull and not very entertaining, and not many points either. Sadly, crikey, that sounds like all our last Saturday. We, we were away at <laughs> Huddersfield, and it was they had about 104 players out, and um, we had everybody available who just didn't seem intent on doing anything. And let's hope that mm. both teams at least enjoy and have a go at each other this, this mm. coming Saturday at the Vic. What kind of manager is Taylor? You've now got to see him and talk to him. Is he a motivator? Is he a tactician? Is he a, a kind of a rabble rouser? What kind of, what reaction mm. are you looking for from him? Because you're, and again, every time we talk to somebody like, like Rotherham, you don't want to sound condescending, but you guys mm. are very patient with your ownership and you're very realistic about the ambitions that you have whereas we kick off about the owner left right and center because we think we're entitled to a little bit to an awful lot more than we've seen you tend to mm. be very patient and your previous manager see him for details yeah what do you make of taylor or have you just been spoiled by the previous manager yeah possibly spoiled by the previous manager paul one was the motivator he was is one of the best at motivating players possibly outside the Premier League. His tactics leave a lot to be desired, yeah. as Tarpy fans are finding out, sadly. <laughs> uh, but I think but his motivational skills and, and the way he got his teams to play was on the front foot. It was positive. I think Matt Taylor is more of a tactical manager. And I say that because in the big games, certainly this season, we've just not I mentioned the Sheffield Wednesday game. And when we played Huddersfield, we're bottom. And you're thinking you've got to, you've got to attack these teams and put, put them under a bit of pressure, both away from home try and get their home fans on their back and we we didn't really do it he, he seems to be we'll maybe talk about our away formula in a minute because that's, that's mm. quite bad but away from home he just seems to, certainly away from home he just seems to set up just to try and stay in the game hope for the best and pick up a point we did that against Southampton we picked up a point against Southampton we stayed in the game and it ended up being a really good point that's in the championship I think you can just attack teams it's not the Premier League where you've got these amazing teams who you just hope to beat 
everybody in the championship is get atable. Word, but they're all get able so just, just have a go we probably were with the players we've got we're probably going to lose a lot of them but i want to, i want to see it be positive and that's the thing with matt here i think he's trying to be clever i think he's trying to change the way we have been in the past which is that it's a sort of small club mentality under paul warren but it's just not clicking a lot of fans didn't take to him initially i i did i, I liked him but a, but a lot of fans didn't take to him but then he kept us up i think everybody sort of says well then you kept us up but then when the results start to turn back to the poor side of things, those ones that didn't take to him in the first place, really ugly heads again. Uh, and those that were happy with him, but then the, again, it's dropped off, then starts getting us back a little bit as well. I'm not convinced of his motivational skills. I, I, I might be wrong, but the players just they don't turn up for those big games particularly. And that's a huge concern for me going forward because we're going to have a lot of big games this season. A load of big, hopefully. Yeah. We need to start turning up and just playing with a Rotherham way. Each, each club has their identity. I think our identity is, as, as, is, as I've mentioned. And we're not doing that, and it hurts to see that based on what it was in the previous manager. I suppose that's to spoil us a little bit. Ah, we're, we're, we're all spoiled and entitled to a certain degree, but it's interesting yeah. to see. The way you described about getting in the face and being difficult to, to play, mm. when we played you twice last last year, obviously both were one or draws. At our place, mm. the player who I was expecting to be obviously very impressed by and, and was in Barlasser, who's obviously went, went off to mm. Middlesbrough, but was Rathbone, mm. who did absolutely, he was just a nightmare. He was constantly in, in our face. Use of the ball really quick and, and and used it really well, decisive, and seemed to drive it on. One, how is he doing? And then second, how is it Nome? I'm I can't. I don't know what he's Nombe. Nombe. There you go. I'm, yeah. my, my pronunciation <laughs> is always legendarily awful. I think he started on the bench last week. How has that million pound plus been spent? And how are who are the who are the main uh, personalities in the team? Nombe is another reason why Matt Till is under a bit of pressure. He spent a million pounds on Nombe, which is our first million pound player. It was big. How do you do about it? And he started twice, I think. He's not he's not getting the minutes. When he comes on, he's not showing much. He doesn't, he's not a particularly massive goal threat. He's got a bit of pace about him. He's, on Saturday was the best he's been. It was only 20 minutes, but it was the best. It showed that he can be a nuisance. Uh-huh. But for a million pounds, we haven't seen what I've expected. If we we signed him for 250 grand or free, you were saying, well, it all makes sense. You're building him up and I, I get it. But for us to pay a million pounds, he's got to have an impact and that hasn't happened yet, which again, doesn't help the situation. Yeah, it's a lot of um, eggs in one basket, isn't it? Absolutely. Exactly. It look, there's enough there to see that there will be a player and he got 17 goals in League One, I think, last season. But we're not playing to his strengths. We're playing long ball, a lot of long ball at the minute. So Jordan Hugel will, be, will almost mm-hmm. certainly be our starter because he's a big, strong, typical yeah. championship player with a very good at hold-up, but annoys the defenders and things like that. Numbi is the opposite to that. He's tall, but he's not particularly strong. He, I think he needs balls into feet and things like that. So we seem to have bought a player to not fit into the system that we're playing at the minute, which is very frustrating. Hopefully that comes good, but I don't know. Rathbone typifies Rotherham United. Like you mentioned, that's that's what we want as a football club. If we occasionally get players like other Rathbone, we just take him straight away. Last season, I think he was given a bit of free reign because of Barlasser and then Connor Coventry came in later. It allowed him a bit of freedom. Yeah. This season, we've brought Cafu in, who I mentioned. Cafu is an yeah. excellent player. He's a typical Portuguese midfielder. He's very good on the ball, but he's very temperamental. He's very hit and miss. It feels like that we've put a sort of a lead on Oli Rathbone to allow Cafu to do his thing. Okay. And Oli Rathbone, he's doing fine. He's, he's not playing poorly, Rathbone. He's not impacting games like he was last season, like at your, your place and things like it. He's got a lot to give Rathbone. He's excellent on the ball. He's, he's full of energy. I want to see more from him, but I, I, it must be told to play a different way. Because if why would you play a different way if that's how you can do it? 
But if Rathbone's on it, oh, happy days. But I, I'm, I think it's a tactical issue. I think I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, uh, the reports are that you've gone from a four-three-three to a four-two-three-one mm. on occasions. A bit. Is it fairly static in that kind of ta- utilizing that tactic? It looks like at the moment that you've got one at the base. Basically, you're replicating exactly what Watford do: four at the back, one at mm. the base, two number eights, if you will, in both Rathbone and Cafu. What a footballing name, by the way. I don't care. I smile every time I hear the word Cafu of Rotherham United. It's just great. A single forward and then two wide two wide attackers slash wingers. Is that kind of static in that way, or do you have plan B? What's his in-game management like? He's proactive, but he has to be. So we normally do 4-3-3. That is normally how it works. Uh, but two, the last two away games, he's had to change it on half an hour because we were getting absolutely murdered down the wings. We were just getting completely overloaded. So we had to switch to a five at the back. And we do a little better. I don't understand why we're playing 4-3-3. We haven't got the... We've got Fred New Dim who's on loan from Luton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our winner. That's, we had Andre Green, who's out for a year because he's done his Achilles. We don't have any other wingers. And you need... For me, you need Hugo with the man next to him. Hugo's great at what he does, but he needs help. He's not. He can't run past the defender. He's not going to pay. So... When we play a 5-3-2 and you put a second striker there, it helps you, it helps the wide areas. Because uh, even against QPR, we really, had they been a better team, they would have hurt us out wide. They were three on one at times in the wide areas. They just didn't pick the right pass. Right. So if you can hurt us out, if we do play 4-3-3 and you've got a few pacey guys who can got a bit of trickery out wide, we're going to find ourselves in a hell of a lot of trouble very quickly because we're not, I don't know why that's the case, but we are not set up to play that defensively. We worked okay when, when we do it. We are not set up defensively to cope with anybody that's got, if you've, again, you know, you've got fullback and a wing of going at, going at our fullback, we're in trouble because they're, they're great and they're quick, but there's only one of them and the rest of the team isn't helping them. I don't think we're going to play 4 3 3, although Matt Taylor does fancy it. I just don't think it's good enough for that. We need to play 3 5 2, 5 3 2, whatever you want to see it. That is our best formation as it stands for me. Cool, cool. And obviously, you, you mentioned uh, on your Dimna, signed from that place up the road that we don't like to talk about, Mordor. You obviously, was it Ogbonny went there? Was that yeah, part of the same deal? Them, yeah. Was that part of the same deal? No, no we, we lost Gio Ogbonny on a free, which hurts because he's <laughs> an excellent player. And then I don't know if it's part of Gio's talks up or something like that because He's an excellent player on you, Dimner. He's a bit of a classic championship winger. He's hit and miss, though. He, when, when he's on it, he's on it. But he's, he was ill last week, so he, he played Saturday. was quite poor, but he was ill. So hopefully another week, although we are playing Tuesday, uh, hopefully another week he'll be ready to go for Saturday. And hopefully he'll be up for it. I think Fred's one of those guys that needs to be motivated. So maybe with the link, I'm, from our point, I'd be hoping that he's got a bit of motivation about him because when he turns it on, he's such a good player to watch. But he's just an old-fashioned winger, like I said. He's just, when it's great, when he's not, it's anonymous. <laughs> he's very old school like that. I'm not saying he's going to get a great reception, but he'd be wearing number 14, Watford fans. Just saying, let's coordinate those boos. That's the important thing. Excellent, excellent. We will see what comes when we get to when we get to Saturday, because obviously it, it's going to be a telling one. We are five games unbeaten, but three of those have been draws, and I think our our performances have been... We, we, we've, we found no consistency all season. I think it's really interesting your point about saying, look, go and attack the championship, because I think that's exactly what... Anybody when we were up in the Premiership wanted when we came down was okay. We're no longer we're no longer the underdog. Let's go up teams. Let's go and get that classic Championship football. And to me, the Championship this season, especially, has been has really been quite disappointing. I think there are a few managers who are exactly as you're saying, thinking about. I think we saw this with us on Sunday, thinking about getting making sure we come away with a point rather than thinking, wouldn't it be great if we catch three? No, I agree with you entirely. 
Agree with you entirely. Hi, this is Troy Hawk, and this is the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Scratch your eyes, you do not. Rubbish this prediction league is. I'm afraid we're going to have to come to that moment. Now, Matt will remember this because this is Matt's hat-trick of appearances on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes, which basically goes to show he's just the kind of guest that we like, somebody who's very forgiving, patient, and has short-term memory loss. But this is going to bring it all killing back to you. It's, it's time. It's always time. It's absolutely always time. It's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No, God, please, no, no! It's got no better, Matt. I'm sorry, mate. I have to. I have to let you know. You will remember last year that taking part in the in the prediction league, which was very bad indeed. Justin led it wonderfully all the way through, right through to round forty five, which, as we all know, is the fight. Oh no, there is one round after that. At which point the EFL came through and pipped him at the end and <laughs> gave gave him yet another reason to be grumpy. This yep. year, though, this year we have seven teams participating in this. Seven, you say? Yes, indeed, seven. Here is the current prediction league. The oh, the nil or draw, the nil at uh, at Huddersfield meant that one one prediction, which is its own, which is its own category, has moved up into second place. It just does one one all season. That's all. It, it picked up two points, as did Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. Carlos is still same points as a dog here now. <laughs> This yes, is, this is you now right. know how you now know how yep. Carl feels. Carl is at the bottom of yeah. the prediction league, along with JP Backgammon FC. Artificial stupidity is also on board. Let's get to the first of these and just explain what's what. Really, you may have noticed some new names there. One of them was was Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. We started the the thing. We only had six teams. We only had six teams. We were comfortable with six teams. We've gone from three to six. It was a reasonable level of expansion. However, we all got unnecessary excited a bit like FIFA and went oh more expansion yes and then a lovely man called Ben reached out and said you know what I think my dog could get involved with this and he did wake up mate the Huddersfield Boar Fest is over we're back at the Vic for Watford <laughs> and the cups are coming out there they are are you ready for that You ready? Pick away then, buddy. Watford first. Here's Watford. Hold on. Watford two. Let me put these back up because you just knocked these down at the same time. So we've got Watford two so far. Now Rotherham's. Rotherham, he's going for... I don't know what he's going for there. He's having a think. Oh, he's not this one straight away. Oh, I can't believe this. Watford two, Rotherham five. What are you doing, mate? What are you doing? Yeah. 
there we go. That's, that's the dog that is currently level on points with Justin. Having played three fewer games than you, yep. predicting a Watford 2 Rotherham United 5 prediction. And you can see he's comfortably ensconced in mid-table. This is the level that we've sunk to. It's not good, is it really? So there we are. There we are there. You will have also seen Backgammon FC from the very start of the season. JP, Mr. John Parslow, for it is he, has got involved with with this because he thought, he said, you know what, Justin and Carl are so bad, I think I can beat them with inanimate objects. And this involved basically going all over the country in many ways with his Backgammon set. Now, you can see he is at the bottom of the table. The axe has swung. The yellow and black dice have been dispatched. And, and, and in honour of the, the, what's coming on Saturday, there's, there's a change at the top, even if it's only interim. Predictions League, and it's Armitage Day, and it's Watford versus Rotherham. The Millers, and with the yellow backgammon dice sacked and put in the stocks following a poor prediction run, we've turned appropriately to some interim dice that celebrates Watford's historic 1914 and 2014 kit and will represent Watford today. And the fans have put on a magnificent tribute to two famous Millers from their past. For Watford, that's Charlie Miller. And for Rotherham, of course, it's their founding father, Windy Miller. The dice are ready and it's Watford to go first, playing in the historic kit. In you go, boys. Can we get a new interim manager bounce? It's six minus one, and that's five to Watford. And for Rotherham and the Millers to go next. And that's five minus four is one. So the prediction is Watford five, Rotherham one. We may need this new manager in fast. There we go. Just commemorating there, yeah. Those 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 players for representing both clubs because there was Rotherham County in there as well, which will obviously be honoured as as we're at Armistice Day on Saturday. But you'll see that on the video nonetheless. Important may things I, there. Go on. Here, this is audio only at the moment. You you always put the videos up on our Twitter. There's a framed photo in that video of Windy Miller, yes, wearing a Rotherham shirt, yes. Not just a picture of it, framed. Yes. Right? He, he does take framed photographs. He's now got two frames. I've, I have noticed they're not matching. There seems to no, be it, one silver, yeah. which is always Watford, and one is the dark side, which I'm tending to say goes towards the opposition. Matt, it's no offence. It's just what he does. He's playing the Windy Miller music from Trumpton or Camwick Green or Chigley, wherever it was. I was hoping Brian Kant might come in and start singing, but he didn't. That's another one for the teenagers. Here's another one for the Tina. I met Brian Camp once, actually. I did. I did. I, I, I worked with him. Nice guy. It's, yeah, but what, John, man, how do you have time to do all this stuff? <laughs> he's, he's, he's created the picture. He's put it in a frame. It's, it's fantastic. And I think he may have actually pulled out, for once, a result that's plausible that we're going to win 5-1. But normally it's 4-3 or 5-3 or something that comes out of or whatever. Yeah, and I think, it's, I think it's fair to point out, Matt, that last week John picked out 3-2 versus Huddersfield and, and Jarvis Cocker picked out 3-3 and it was nil. 
I would suggest that this is possibly slightly less than scientific, but what the heck. The We also have Artificial Stupidity, which is me picking the random button, which this week has gone 3-0 to the Hornets. It, it's been going against us for a long time, but random just seems to be, quite frank, random. Who figured that? Now, we would normally as make our, our, our own uh, uh, heroes, Justin and Carl, go last here. But of course, Carl is currently sunning himself and, and he's sunning himself at the same time in Tenerife as, well, as a certain individual who will become apparent on the world versus Carl during the international break. But uh, I flew out there to Tenerife to find out how are you going to be predicting it, bearing in mind he didn't know what the dogs or the backgammon set had predicted. Carlos, his game against, coming on Saturday, against Rotherham United. You will be away sunning yourself in the good Isle of Tenerife. What are you going to be going to go for? You are unencumbered by any such thing as, as dogs, or indeed backgammon, or indeed yes. anything else other than one all. You still cannot go for one all. What's going to happen need, against the Millers? I need some help, don't I? So I can all the help I can get. I'm quietly confident, so I'm going to say Watford three, Rotherham one. Ooh, there's confidence. Where the where are the goals going to come from? Don't fucking ask me that. <laughs> uh, it's good. There we go. Return to normal. Sweary Carl, even in cartoon form. What can we do? So there we go. Carl has uh, has predicted 3-1. Brett was struggling to stay asleep in the background if you see that video at any point. So yes. what we have is these are the predictions you cannot go for. You cannot go for 1-1. You cannot go for 3-1 to Watford or 5-1 to Watford or 5-2 to Rotherham or 3-0 to Watford. But now we turn to the EFL, who are sitting currently three points at the top. No pressure, Matt. No pressure. What do you think the score is going to be Saturday, 3 o'clock at Vicarage Road, which incidentally was the name of the song in Jarvis's take. He had found a song called Vicarage Road by Justin. Do we know? No, I don't know. I knew it was Vicarage Road, though, because I saw the DMs earlier on, but I didn't clock who the band were. Uh, it's by a band called The Lilacs, The Lilacs from Wigan. And we will be taking that and probably abusing it copyright-wise like you wouldn't believe as we move <laughs> forward. Anyway, enough of that. Matt, we were asking you about We were asking you about a score half an hour ago. What do you think the score is going to be Saturday? Uh, we're not going to win. Uh, we're 21 or 20 games without a win away from home. So obviously not going to win. Um, That's nothing to us. QPR, anybody? <laughs> so I'll go 2-0 to Watford. We've got... Nice and negative. I don't like being negative, but that's where I am at the minute. <laughs> We've gone 2-0 to Watford. There's not a prediction there from South Yorkshire suggesting that it's going to go the way of the Millers. Justin, always cheery disposition, always positive, mm. never yeah, grumpy. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What, what do you think the score is going to be? Having seen, you do tend to slightly get affected by the last performance slash result, but five games unbeaten. What are you going to say? Yeah, five games unbeaten. How many goals are you scoring, Matt? I know you, you, you're not doing particularly not well. None at the minute, is that right? Yeah, not many. We scored two against Coventry. That we've That's as most we've scored. Most, most is two in the game this so far this season, but quite a lot of most zeros, sadly. <laughs> Lot of zeros. I don't, I don't know. We just we don't look like scoring, do we? Especially after the Huddersfield game. The smart money would be on a draw, wouldn't it? Really, because there hasn't been a draw predicted, has there? So any draw would get me points, and others would lose. But then oh, I don't know, Peter. I don't know. Can I have one nil Watford? Is that gone? One nil Watford is available, and you can yeah, have let's it. Have one nil. 
Let's it, have one nil it's Watford. It's the then. same result that won you absolutely bugger all last Saturday, and it's it now it? yours. But as ever, points <laughs> will be allocated because if there is a win, then uh, Jarvis Cocker Spaniel will be will be Cocker Hoop as well as Cocker Spaniel. <laughs> Obviously, wins for Watford are predicted by and Matt there for the EFL two nil. 1-0 by Justin, 3-1 by Carlos, 5-1 by a backgammon set somewhere near Chorley Wood, and 3-0 by pressing the random button repeatedly. There you go. There we go. We've got the forecasts, and points will be allocated. And then, of course, we've got the horrible to, um, international break. Yeah. Oh, God, who wants that? I think we need to try and find out more about the lilacs, Peter, and find out why they've got a song called Vicarage Road. That would be quite interesting to know. Maybe it's they're from Wigan, you say. Maybe they came down to that game in December of 2007, I think. It, no, hang on. Uh, 2006, probably, or 2007, when uh, Priskin scored and then it got rained off. Do you remember? Oh, yes, 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 Came yes, out yes. and kicked the ball in. Maybe that's why. Maybe they're from Wigan and they're at that match. And well, they've written a song about that and called it Vicarage Road. I'd like to know. I think we should find out. We do know Barry in, in Wigan. We can reach out to Barry because, let's face it, Barry is, a, is the loveliest person ever. And we've been just looking for an excuse to go, Barry, could we have a chat with you about something? Genuinely, we were talking to Barry about Wigan. And he just says, oh, and by the way, I've got a, a signed picture. And he leans up and brings it a signed picture of Graham Taylor. And basically sits there and regales a tale about him and his wife meeting Graham Taylor and, and him saying, oh, I'll sign something for you. She loved him. And, and then he didn't sign whatever it was. He got called off at the end of the at the end of the night. So he wrote to him and he sent them a signed picture. We're sitting there chatting to Barry. His missus comes in, sits on the table, just carries it on. Loveliest people in the world. We will find out about Vicarage Road and more about the lilacs and almost invariably basically eating pies in the middle of balm cakes or whatever they were. I can't remember now. Oh, um, the Wigan Kebab. The Wigan yeah. Kebab. That was it. We'll find yeah. out all about that. But we won't find yeah. out about it before, obviously, Saturday, when, when the Hornets and the Millers do battle. Are you going to be coming down, Matt? Unsure at the moment. My our away record is really putting me and everybody off at the minute. I went, yeah, I went to Hillsborough last week, which was the away game, and scarred me for a, probably quite a long time. To be honest with you, I've been to Vicarage Road. It's one I haven't ticked it off yet, but I'm not, not. sure there's time to do it. See, I don't, I don't go to away games as a rule, but if I did, I think I'd always go with that kind of. Would you? We might win this one. You might. Yeah. You've always got a little spark of, you know, with home games. To be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but so if you do come down, let us know. We'll, we'll meet up with you before the game and say hello. Another thing just to mention to, to everybody, because we'll be recording tomorrow with the lovely Mr. Colin Payne and also Mr. Jeff Wicker talking about the new book that is out, Golden Shots and Blue and blah, 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 all about the 50s and the 60s and a recolorized book from, from the Treasury, which really looks quite exciting. There is going to be a launch party at the Mad Squirrel at the bottom of the town on the 22nd of November. More details will come in the next podcast, but do look out for that. Also, the Treasury have have been nominated in the Football Supporters Award, and we'll be putting up the, the kind of connection and the links to that so you can go in and vote for them. And thank you so much for obviously voting for us in the Football Content Awards, because during the international break, we'll be going up to Liverpool for absolutely no reason whatsoever, because we always lose at Anfield. But we were in, we're in there. We're in, we're in and think, punching. I think we should announce, though, that we vetoed tuxedos. Don't. Yeah, a lot of people are going, oh, we're looking forward to seeing penguin suits. Yeah, yeah don't, that's not happening. We're, we're going a little bit more understated than that. But everything's booked. The hotel's booked. The train's booked. 
And uh, yeah, I'm actually looking forward to a night out, Peter. I've never been to I've never been to Anfield before ever for any reason whatsoever. So I've only ever been to Liverpool once. So well, this is a, this is an adventure for me. As I say, is. we all, we're always expected to lose at Anfield. Yes, it's been it's been wonderful to speak to you again, Matt. As, uh, to speak to you again, Matt. Like I say, I often see you popping up on Twitter. I think, oh, there's Matt. You're always putting little clips of your videos Ooh. on and stuff. So where can yeah. people find you generally? We're on YouTube, just search New York Talk. We go live Thursdays and Sunday evenings. And if you want to see us get upset on Sunday night when we've inevitably lost <laughs> by 8 o'clock. And yeah, uh, on, on iTunes, Spotify, whatever normal podcasts go as well. We're there as well. And good luck, you guys, for the uh, for the awards. Good luck, you. Good night. If, if you don't win, at least have a good night, I'm sure you will. Oh, we'll have a good yeah. night. There's there's a, num- there's a number of podcasts that we've connected through through this this nonsense. And we'll have a good laugh. That's the That's the important thing today. And if if we don't manage to catch you at Vicarage Road, we might see you on the reverse fixture, which is Peter. Oh, for God's sake! I'm always <laughs> no, I, you, I know, and I realise it just as you say it. It's about to be in April, isn't it? April or March, because everything has been. No, it's not. It's in February again. Good grief! It's the seventeenth of February, away at Rotherham United. We'll see. Is that Saturday, Peter? That is a Saturday. Saturday, February the seventeenth. Unless obviously Sky move it for no apparent reason. Last question before we let you go, Matt. What mm. team in the championship has impressed you? Uh, Stoke. And that sounds really stupid looking at their league position. We played them on the opening day and we lost 4-1 and they just took us apart. It was just relentless. The press was, they just did us all over the pitch. Uh, I know we were rubbish, but they were so, so good. And I thought, uh, you, I came out and thinking, that's not bad. They've signed some really good signings. They'll be up there. They'll be at playoffs. We have to. It's not a terrible result, and then they didn't win for about another month until we played them in the League Cup, and then we lost six-one. So <laughs> they're just your bogey side. Yeah, it happens to us. Yeah, we'll draw an FA Cup third round. That's the only certainty of the new year will be Rotherham Stoke in the FA Cup third round. Yeah, no, we played up there, and the first half we weren't really interested, and the second half we gave the goal away, and it was just it, we just didn't turn up. And I think that's what you'll see with Watford. We'll either be. Mm pretty good or we won't turn up but actually there's very little correlation between being pretty good and actually sticking the ball in the back of the net because we've got a very similar sounding forward line to what you just said earlier on when you're talking about Hoggill and Nombe in terms of we've got uh, we've got Bio who scored obviously a doozy up at your place last season and Ken does know where the back of the net is works very hard but he'll miss three for every one that he'll balloon over and then he'll finally score one eventually and we've got and we've got Ryovic who is who's six foot four six foot three Dane who's a Viking but he seems to be he only comes alive in the six yard box he's not very good Mm. other than that currently give the lad time to adjust give the lad time to hopefully improve but we will see we will see not so much a, a marauding Viking more one of those stuffed animatronic ones in the Jorvik centre those guys, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, hold on. Um, Are you after the Yorvik Centre now, having collected Trenton Monkey Forest now? Talking about stock. Now are you after looking, the Yorvik Centre? I was looking for Rotherham attractions earlier on because I was going to have, going to try and find a random sort of Rotherham <laughs> attraction. So I, I put it into Google and they're all in Sheffield for some reason. It goes, I'll go, I'll look, this looks good. There's a, there was like a video game museum or something. I thought, oh, no, that's mm. good. I'll mention that. It's in Sheffield. Oh, I'll look at it. It's in Sheffield. I did find a, a house. Is it a Chilwell House or something? I don't you, know. You there, found a house. A 
that, no, no, it's kind of underplaying that as an attraction there, Justin. I think. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's, I've not got it to hand now, and it was at 12 o'clock that I Googled it, so I can't remember what it's actually called. But I was trying to find a local business or something, mm. and it seems to be in Sheffield. Is it, What would you recommend in Rotherham? There's Magna, which is a science learning centre. It used to be a steelworks, they turned it into an educational thing, but they do live music and events there as well. It okay. sounds better than I said it was to start with. <laughs> uh, it's better than that, I promise. So if you want to, next time when we play you in February, we yeah. some yeah. science we'll, before. We'll crowbar that yeah. into it, absolutely, why not? Yeah, what, yeah it's reporting. What about, because I remember you saying about it being the New York Stadium because mm. of the, the the factory that produced the the fire hydrants for New York. Is there any kind of historical museum about that? No, there should be. The building next to the stadium where they did it, where where they did supposedly did them, is a, a, a listed building which we can't do anything with, which is falling to pieces. So it would be nice if they did something with that. They won't because. Tony Stewart's not going to pay the money to fix it. It's a very, he's a typical Yorkshire man. He's our chairman, very tight with his money. And understandable, <laughs> so we've got a building falling down next to the stadium. Um, Crikey, that yeah. sounds, sounds, sounds very close to Luton Town. Only that's actually in the stadium, <laughs> never mind. Yes, indeed. Okay, I think we can we can wrap up now. It's been wonderful speaking to you again, Matt. Thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Good luck for the rest of the season, apart from Saturday and the uh, 17th of February, I think, Peter said. I've got my short-term memory, terrible. But yes, thank you very much uh, for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. Speak to you soon. Yes. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.